Hello everyone, welcome to Dear Hallmark, my name is Dara, this is my space to nerd and geek out over Hallmark Channel movies, TV shows, and stuff, and on Wednesdays, I recap Chesapeake Shores. I started from season one, episode one, and now we find ourselves at the last two episodes of season three. I am incredibly excited because I cannot tell you how many times I've heard, Dara, you you gotta watch season five though. Like, you have to watch season five. So we are that much closer to season five. We are five weeks away from season five and I am incredibly excited. But let's talk about the last two episodes of season three, though. And I'm going to do this a little bit differently. I normally go by sibling and I mesh the two episodes together. But for the way that the story goes in these last two episodes, what I'm going to do is literally take you by episode. So we're going to start with episode nine. So in episode nine, um, we have David and Jess. They are running Sally's, the local hangout spot where everybody goes to eat and they have meetings and whatnot. They are there. They are actually running it while Sally is away visiting her sister. Jess um, may think that David is bored. She's not sure what their future is going to hold. But nonetheless, they are running Sally's. So while all of that is going on, we have Bree. Simon is back in town. And unbeknownst to Bree, she's <laughs> there's a scene of her talking with a woman. Actually, it's Kimberly Sustad. And Kimberly Sustad turns out to be Caroline, who is the inspiration for Simon's book, which is how Brie and him met in the first place. Can I tell you, I had no idea the Simon storyline would go this far. I am shocked. Um, so Caroline is indeed, we find out that she is indeed a real person and she's in town having an interview at Johns Hopkins. She tells Brie that she, when she, when Brie, you know, acknowledges who she is, Caroline says, oh my goodness, I taught your play in my modern American playwright class. And Bree's just like, wait, what is going on? And she begins to learn of this new side of Simon that she's never heard about and she's trying to she's very conflicted with her feelings because it seems as though the way Simon wrote Caroline it's as if he's still in love with her but yet he's saying he's feeling Brie and I don't even know if they're technically in a relationship like I'm confused I know he has made his intentions known with her but I don't know if she ever I don't know if she ever made it, made what she felt like known to him. And that's not to say that she can't feel some type of way learning about Caroline, but I'm just confused as to what actually the state of their relationship, if they even have a relationship. So during this episode with our older brother, Kevin, he is visiting Sarah's parents as she's moving back to Philly. She ends up taking the job, right? So he drives her down there. And he uh, he's meeting his her family. 
it's it's a whole thing. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to get married in within this this series. I would not be surprised because they are literally the it couple right right about now. And towards the um towards the end of the episode, we find out that Kevin actually gets an offer for the Chesapeake Shores Fire Department to be a paramedic. So now he's really confused as to what he wants to do because he has the opportunity to stay home, but he wants to be close to Sarah. It's it's a whole thing. With with our brother Connor, he's working with Danielle again, and it looks like Danielle and Connor are back together because Danielle is making advances that it's like, yo, homie, I want you again. Yeah. So let's get into the three biggest things that happened during this episode. Um, Trace does end up contesting the business relationship and the contract that Mick drew up for the club. And so now Abby feels put in the middle between Trace and Mick. How While this is happening, Trace is presented with a tour extension the one of his idols his musical idols donovan his tour has been extended six more months for an international leg so he would be going to europe in asia and he's just like i don't know what to do and so by the end of the episode he tells abby abby's all kerfuffled and um He's he's just he doesn't know what's going to become like he doesn't know what he's going to do about the tour. Now, this is the most important part. Abby calls a family meeting about Bree's book because it's been such a source of contention separately that and I feel you, Abby, she's just like we all need to sit down together and just talk this out. So the last scene of episode nine is all of them in the living room. Dad, Jess, and Connor are sitting on one side and mom, Brie, I'm sorry, mom, Abby, and Kevin are sitting on another side and Brie is almost like at the head of the table. That's how it looks. Imagine them at a dining table, but they're sitting on couches. Dad, Brie, Dad, Connor, and Jess are on one couch. Mom, Abby, and Kevin are on another couch and they're facing each other and Brie is sitting in a chair at the head of the two couches. And so Brie is speaking her piece. And just as I just told you, even how the setup was, I feel like that, I feel like Abby and Kevin, they, I, the way that they were placed, even in that scene, I feel like is indicative to how they felt about how everything happened. I felt like Kevin and Abby definitely took the side of their mom. They understood what their mom was going through because they are the older siblings. So they and Abby and, and Bree is literally the middle child from what I remember. Let me let me make sure because Chesapeake Shores TV um, told me the exact lineup. Let me make sure I remember correctly. Yeah, Brie is the middle child. So it's so interesting that they have her in the scene situated in the middle and that her book is in the middle of everything and she's the middle child. And then Jess and Connor 
are the two younger siblings. They're on the side with their dad. Is on. Is, they feel the same way that their dad does. Because they're just like, okay, you know, mom expresses how she was going through some things. She was drowning and she needed help. And it was like, okay, but like, why did you have to leave to get help? Like, you could tell Jess and Connor were still, were still, like, they still didn't understand. And I don't know if mom really explained it enough for them to get an understanding of why she felt like she had to leave. And I think that's the thing because it's, they, they thought, you know, like, but why did you have to leave us to do it? And I wrestled with those thoughts myself as a, um, uh, product of being a product of divorce my parents they separated in 2005 and my parents officially got divorced in 2008 the summer of 2008 and I remember so vividly because (laughs) it was my first summer home from college so it was after my freshman year it was really awkward and mom came over and just I saw her hand the divorce papers to dad and I saw dad sit there and sign it and I saw her leave and I was just like wow but at that point I was already you know I had pushed all my feelings down anyway so there's that but I I will tell you I can relate to Jess and Connor in this situation personally with their feelings and and things like that. So that scene was so emotionally charged. And for a, for a brief moment, there was just silence and the camera did a close up on each member of the family until it went back to Abby. And Abby said, typical O'Brien family, we just sit here in silence. And then the, the, the episode ends and it's like, it's so crazy that this is the first time the family has all sat down to talk about what actually happened. I guess it was, what, 17 years ago because Jess says her and Connor were six and eight. And Kevin was saying, oh, you don't know. you." And Connor's like, what do you mean? I was a kid. I do know. And I think that that's something that people misunderstand when it comes to children and divorce. The parents think that they're not affecting the kids in some way by them leaving because they can't um, mentally take or mentally understand um, or mentally process what may be going on with either parental unit. But as you can see, clearly, Jess and Connor had some emotional, they had some emotional, what's the word? Like they felt some type of way about it. You know, like, I, I think, again, personally, I, I can say, like, parents may think that their kids aren't affected and that, you know, doing what's best for the kids. This is Dara talking. What's best for the kids is family structure. <laughs> that is, that's how God built built us. Like, he purposed a mother and a father to to bring structure in rearing a, another human being into the earth. There are things that he put into the man. There are things that God put into the woman that is necessary in the upbringing of a child, whether daughter or son. And when th- that part of the family has broken down, it then dismantling, like dismantling the family structure like that does something to the child's upbringing. I know how I was personally affected it 
I, I think I told you, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, but I told you, like, I couldn't even emotionally process everything until my sophomore year of college. So that that was something that I can personally connect with, even with Chesapeake Shores as a whole, uh, with the mom coming back, you know, into their lives or whatever. But I love seeing the mom. She talked to the dad and she was like, man, like, what... What what am I? What do I do? Like, what do I have to do to to heal our family? So let's go into episode ten, the last episode of season three. How does season three end? Well, the episode opens the day, the morning after the family meeting, and Abby calls a meeting just amongst the siblings. And I will tell you that my favorite scenes are always when it's all five siblings together whether they're talking, hanging out, clowning each other. When it's all five siblings together, I love it. So Abby tries to call a s'mores meeting at the fire pit, and both Connor and Jess and Kevin are just like, this ain't this ain't going to work. Like, this, this isn't going to solve anything. And Abby's like, well, dang it, I'm going to try. Like, you can tell she's the peacemaker. She's the one who wants to bring the family together. Um, and she tells everyone about Trace and how he is... There's a possibility that he may go on tour, but we don't know. And so, Caroline is still in town with Bree. And then David's parents show up. And of course, Jess is on guard because of what happened last time. Um, For this episode, I'm going to go by the sibling. So, Bree... Mom and dad leave a note for Brie with her manuscript, giving her back her her manuscript. And while there's this regatta that's going on, that's like the big event that's tying this whole episode together, right? So while everyone's at the regatta, Brie is at home toiling with how to approach reading this letter. And as dad, because they gave the, the letter to her in person, both mom and dad, and so dad says, oh, yeah, Brie, when you come to the regatta, make sure your shoes have white bottoms or something, which means he's inviting her sailing. But Brie isn't sure she wants to go. But grandmom encourages her, just read the letter. Like, you never know. It could be good. And so Brie ends up reading that letter. She goes to the regatta, and it looks like they are on the. she is on the path of forgiveness and reconciliation and healing with her family, much like the other siblings. Uh, Connor and... Danielle are just, you know, on the up and up. Connor's reading a sailing book. He's spending more time with dad. I love seeing Connor repair his relationship with his dad. It's really, really beautiful. Then Kevin brings Connor to Philly with him to visit Sarah. And while he's in Philly, Kevin tells Sarah that he applied to the Philadelphia Fire Department because he wants to be with her. I promise you they're going to get married. I, 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 I'm, I, I will not be any types of surprised. Um, However, and this was so cute. I love this scene so much. Sarah surprises Kevin back at Chesapeake Shores at Sally's. And she does it in the same way that it it makes a callback to a scene from season two. Except the roles are reversed. And she says the same line that he said to her. And even does the same things. And what she ends up saying is that she's actually moving back to Chesapeake Shores. Because she said if you are willing to give up your your home and just pick up and, and move to be with me. 
I could do the same thing for you. So she's coming back to Chesapeake Shores and they are going to be together. Jess and David. So, you know, Jess has a guard up because David's parents are in town, but David's parents are on their forgiveness tour. It's they are apologizing for their actions when Jess came to visit David and David and Jess caters a lunch and his parents taste the food. And guess what, y'all? They end up buying Jess and David a bed and breakfast. It has 15 rooms and David can run his own kitchen. That is money. That is upper tax bracket movement. My goodness. Well, let's go to what this whole thing ends on. And I'm just like, what in the entire world? So Trace decides that he's going to go on tour. And Abby, she has a talk with grandma. She has a talk with mom. And she, when she meets up with Trace at the children's regatta, with her daughters as he's helping, um, as he's fixing her daughter's boat, she decides to end the relationship. Oh, this is like the second time they've broken up. I'm emotionally exhausted and I don't know what to do. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do at this point. So as Trace is on tour, Donovan asks him to sign a picture for someone, and it's his daughter. So Donovan actually has a child. And you can see all the thoughts running in Trace's mind, like, yo, he has a daughter. He had time to have a daughter. What what am I doing? Like, what what do I really want? And this is something that's been conflicting with Trace the entire season. Family or music, because Abby isn't about that toy life. But she loves Trace. She says she wants to have a family with Trace. The same thing with Trace, though. He loves Abby, wants to have a family with Abby, but his heart and his soul is his music. So it's like, what is going to become of them season four? For those of you, like, we already know we've seen the previews. He leaves season five. So I'm like, do they even get back together season four? What, is he going to get back with Lee? Is there another woman? Like, I... I don't know what's going to happen. And the episode ends with this gorgeous, gorgeous scene of the sailboat, the O'Brien family on their, well, not the whole family, but, you know, some of the O'Brien family members on the sailboat sailing into the waters, and it's just gorgeous. But, y'all, I I cannot wait to get into season four because I need to know what is Trace and Abby's relationship going to look like in this new season. Jess and David are going to be running a new B&B. I think Sarah and Kevin are going to get married in season four. I don't know if Danielle and Connor are together. They don't look like they're together in season five. So that means they're going to break up some way. Because, I, again, I couldn't. I tried to stay away from it as much as I could last summer. But Hallmark Channel kept putting up stuff. So I don't know. But I don't think Connor and and Danielle will still be together. I don't know if Brie will still be with Simon, but I'm curious if that relationship is still even going to be a thing. And then is mom and dad getting back together? Because they were hinting at dates and stuff. So I, y'all, I can't wait to talk more about our family next week when we start season 
four. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me to recap Chesapeake Shores. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Be sure to rate and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel as well as follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram. Uh, All the links will be in the show notes. And I will talk to you guys on Friday for a Spring Into Love preview. They have finally released the rest of the movies that are going to be in Spring Into Love. They released it Monday. And uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Dang it. Um, Yes, I originally was going to do a March preview. But because they released the the lineup for April, I can officially do... um, a full Spring Into Love preview for you guys. I have not read the synopsis, but I saw, like, I just quickly saw the titles. So you're going to be getting my real live reaction as I read the synopsis of what's going on for the spring. We already know about one movie, which is called Second Chance at Love, I think, which stars Alvina August, which I'm excited about. Um, And then we know Tyler and Andrew's movie is coming out in August. So there's that. That's for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. But in either event, I am excited to talk with you guys about that Friday. Tomorrow on YouTube, check out, I'm going to have a Loveuary ranking as well as a February movie ranking because I watched all of the new release movies from Hallmark, GAC, and UpTV. And so I'm going to be rating Loveuary, so Hallmark separately. And I'm going to be rating all of Hallmark, GAC, and UpTV together in one kit and caboodle. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and check that out on Thursday. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode.